0: I'm going to ask you to do something uh, again. Uh, I'd like you to stand with me as we read the scriptures, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 through 26. Shall we read it together? For I receive from the Lord what I also pass on to you. Thank you. You may be seated. I am going to begin at verse 23. For I receive from the Lord that which I have also delivered to you. End of quote. I believe with all of my heart that The Apostle Paul is telling his readers that this whole revelation uh, is revealing to us, as his people, the fact that we are his guests, the guests of the Lord, when we come around his table. A matter of fact, the very name reminds us that he is the host of this feast of remembrance. He shall be the object. That's what we are about this morning. We want to make him the object of our attention and the center. Of our devotion this morning the master himself says in verse 24 do this in remembrance of me I believe here Paul is speaking of the communion service as the Lord's table the Lord himself as I indicated, is the host at this spiritual feast that we will be partaking of this morning. You will notice that Paul throws this uh, concept of the Lord's table into contrast with the table of the devil it seems that some of the Corinthians had left the communion service to eat food that had been offered to idols. Regardless to their motives, these Christians were opening up a whole movement to criticism from the unbelievers. We are streaming this morning. But I wonder, as the camera Focus on myself or anyone else. If anyone out there that are listening to us, what kind of impression are we giving? What are they saying about us as individuals? As I indicated. I believe that they were saying that these Christians, the Corinthians, Christians had a dual allegiance. Are they saying the same thing about me or about you? They were saying that they were hypocrites. Now, I know that there are many who said To me that they won't go to church because there are too many hypocrites in the church. But they go on their jobs with those hypocrites. And they work for seven days a week. Or five days or six days. But they won't come in here for two hours. Because there are hypocrites here. It's unfortunate. But it's only an excuse. What is important for us is... That the Christian says by his presence at this communion service this morning, I am in fellowship with Christ. That is important. If a man is rarely in fellowship with Christ, he cannot be in fellowship. With demons. If a man has really been to the table of the Lord Jesus. May I say to you there are certain things that he should not do. There are places that he should not go. But I'd like us to note something else the sovereignty of his provision 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 20 when you come together is it not or it is not the lord's supper you eat end of quote the adjective translated here the lord is found also in Revelation chapter 1, verse 10. And I quote, On the Lord's day, I was in the spirit. End of quote. I believe that this is stressing the intimate connection that this feast has With the Lord himself. We should be in the spirit. When we gather around his table. It helps us to understand Jesus's words. That is found in Luke chapter 22 verse 15. And I quote. I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. Having said this, he instituted what we know as the Lord's Supper. This simple meal of bread and wine was his provision for the purpose of reminding his own throughout the centuries of the self-giving of his body and blood for our redemption. Bread and wine symbolizes, of course, the body and blood of Christ. And it's the stable food for life itself. But we must think of the Lord and his sovereignty of his position. I'd like us to note also the sovereignty of his passion. Verse 26. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. End of quote. Breaking the bread and drinking the cup constitute a silent proclamation of the fact of the significance and the efficiency of the Lord's death. And as we partake, we declare to all that Jesus Christ is Lord of death, resurrection, life, and his saving power. But we note something else in this passage the sovereignty of his purpose. Verse 29 For he, he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body." End of quote. I believe it's generally accepted that the word body here denotes two things that are relevant. It speaks of the body of Christ, which was given in sacrifice for the salvation of men and women. And it refers to the body of Christ, which is indeed the church. As we discern the Lord's body. We not only recognize the person of Christ in his sacrifice for us, but the purpose of Christ in his sovereignty over us. That is important. No one can discern the Lord's body without acknowledging the sovereignty in terms of his personal surrender. We must bring our spirit, soul, and bodies under his subjection. His lordship. And until we do that. May I say to you. The lord's supper. Will continue to be. Just. A motion. As first Corinthians. 1128 says. And I quote. A man ought to examine himself before he eats of the bread and drink of the cup. Many years ago I had a very difficult time when I walked through these aisles and served the Lord's supper because there was a particular gentleman who was drunk every Sunday morning and you can smell it and there were times when I avoid giving it to him, but he will stand up and somebody else would give it to him. I had to come to the point where I recognized that I was not supposed to be his judge. He needed to examine himself. He's no longer with us. He's gone to his long home. But there's something else I'd like to mention this morning. The Lord's Supper reflects the unity of the spirit. First Corinthians 10 verse 17. For we being many are one bread, one body, for we all partake of the one bread. End of quote. Further, Paul instructs us in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 13. By one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. End of quote. Nowhere on earth does the church of Jesus Christ reflect the unity as when we gather around the table of the Lord. Across this worship service today, we can write in large letters You are all one in Christ Jesus. Galatians chapter 3 verse 28. But there's something else I'd like us to note note this morning. The unity of the covenant. The unity of the covenant. Verse 25 of 1 Corinthians 11. In the same way After supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. The word covenant means an agreement. And as we celebrate this feast, this morning we show that we have come to an agreement with God and with one another if that's not the case then we need to truly pray before we partake this morning This coming together has been ratified by the shedding of the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament we read again and again how God entered into covenant with his people as is seen in Exodus chapter 24 in order that they might become one or have that oneness with one another. God took the initiative through the bloodshed of his begotten son to establish the grounds for reconciliation. And if you are here this morning, And know of anyone in this church that you have a problem again, do not, I beg you, do not partake until you get it right. And I'm going to give an opportunity this morning before we start the Lord's Supper proper for you to do that. That's your business between you and your Savior and Lord if he is Lord. God, as I indicated, took the initiative. It wasn't us. It was God who gave his only begotten son that whosoever will may come. He has made it possible for the covenant by the sacrifice of his only begotten son. As we participate in this feast of remembrance, we reflect on the agreement and affirm the unity of our covenant with God. Let us always bear in mind that the Lord's Supper reveals the sovereignty of our Savior and reflects the unity of the Spirit. In conclusion, may I say to you that the Lord's Supper requires purity of the saints. 1 Corinthians 11 verse 27 whoever eats this bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord what does this mean to partake of these emblems in an unworthy manner. For one thing, I believe the Apostle Paul is talking about a man or a woman who has no sense of the greatness of what he is doing. He does not appreciate the sacred meaning of the Lord's Supper. He engage, engages in practice without reverence, failing to grasp the love these emblems stand for, or the obligation laid upon him or her. These verses are never intended to shut out the sinners who recognize his needs or need of forgiveness to the man who truly loved God and his fellow Christians. He promises in Isaiah chapter one verse 18, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. So you, if you don't know him as your personal savior, you can do that this morning. But if you don't intend to do that, I would encourage you to let the cup pass. We are encouraged if, and we call this the big if, if we confess our sins, He is faithful, He is just, and He will forgive you from all of your sins.